right, everyone. Welcome to another uh, Street Hockey Life podcast. Um, if you're getting to watch us right now, we've got the uh, the Americans walking off in victory as they as they as they defeated the uh, Garden State Warriors on uh, on Sunday at the uh, U.S. Outdoor Ball Hockey Championship, presented by Bauer and uh, hosted by Fitchburg Street Hockey, and of course run by our friends at New England Ball Hockey, Scott Duggan, Zach Marquise. Uh, they did a wonderful job this past weekend. It was uh, quite a thrill for all of us. So um, congratulations to the Americans. Big win, 5-4. And um, Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, people watching on uh, YouTube or the video, you can obviously see a nice uh, – black eye that I that I received while in Pittsburgh so uh, um, you know it was a really good time basically um, the second game it was just kind of a high stick but really wearing a helmet kind of really helped kind of save it from actually hitting the actual eye it was more the cheekbone and then it kind of just um, got darker or whatever but um, yeah I mean we all had a blast I think I hope you know all the guys that we brought up there got a really good experience it was our first you know we got our feet wet um really good competition you know so we definitely had a good time and we'll kind of dive into retrospective of our team and in particularly in the novice division but it was also good to see the a division and the compete level at that level um and the caliber of talent so yeah for sure i mean uh when we were on the bench on sunday morning um you know some of the guys were saying how you look like you were playing in the winter classic with the uh with the with the black eye a little bit it looked really good so it was <laughs> it was enjoyable um on for sure. well yeah i basically looked in the the bathroom on sunday morning and i was like literally could just add another one and you wouldn't know any different but we played at the crack of dawn <laughs> so so it, it didn't really fit to match it because it was it was still dark i think the minute the game started yeah, it was it was it was it was cold that Sunday morning too when we played. It was uh, pretty icy out on the tile uh, because that dew had just settled over, and it was it was slick out there for I, I would say a good couple hours. Even even in the uh, some of the later games, there still was a little bit of slippage out there. But either way, it was a great learning experience for all of us. So um, to Dan to Dan's point, you know, we got a chance to spend all of Saturday in in Pittsburgh at the championship. Um, got a chance to watch a few games uh, for us. So j just to recap a little bit about the winners, and uh, obviously the A division was you know a five four win for the Americans over the over the uh, the Warriors, you know who have a solid team. They actually won the the club championship this year. Um, got to see them play live a little bit, which was which was which was pretty cool. Um, uh, I'm close with Corey Hurst, so seeing the gods in person was really really fun and they actually played right before us against the against the Saints which ended up going to a shootout so we got to see a lot of that game and you know from from our perspective uh that a division was really I hate to compare it to NHL but in a lot of ways like those guys in the a division they just move really well they pass really well the speed, the strength, everything is just a, a top-notch better. So I guess my analogy would be, like, if that was the NHL, that would be them. And then, of course, novice and C division would be a, would be probably an AHL comparison. I don't really know if this is a good comparison, but it was just really Yeah, I, yeah, I think the big part of it is that – I think the big part of it is that when you watch an A division – it feels a lot like watching a hockey game in the sense that it flows very similar. You know, the the minute that the ball goes in the corner, there's someone on them. It's not like you're watching a guy run for 20 feet or 20 paces to get there. There's constantly, somehow they have the ability to look like they're playing man-to-man, -man, but then they're also playing a zone, but then they're also covering all these different areas with really good crisp passes, even though the ball bounces a lot more. Um, so speed, skill, and team camaraderie really gels well where you feel like, oh, I'm watching like pretty high level like hockey and it flows really well. Whereas I think the, the lower divisions are really good to watch and there's really good team chemistry and really good movement. But there's just, I think that element of them covering the, 
the, the so much more ground than some of the, you know, the novice and C division people that either don't know exactly where to go or can't get there as quickly to make it look as, as fluid. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, for sure. There was, uh, I mean, there was, there was some physical physicality too, to the, to these games too, even in our division, that was, uh, I would say enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I felt like we were, we were playing, you know, real hockey, which, you know, a lot of credit to these guys. A lot of these guys are so strong on their stick, which is, which is pretty good. Um, so it was, a, it was a great time for, for, for me, Dan, personally. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed playing. Um, and again, just to recap some of the winners, as, as most people are already aware, but uh, Nick Carter was the, uh, the MVP of the A division. Uh, he scored the game-winning goal. Uh, to, to clinch it for them. Um, in the C division, our, our friend uh, the, from Chris from the Pylons, their team won the C division, which was, which was great. I, I, I did get to see a little bit of their action too. I um, got to see a little bit of them play. And then in our division, a, a special congratulations to our friend Steve um, for the Bay State Warriors and his entire team. We actually opened up against them uh, and, and uh, they beat us three to one. But uh, Steve, congratulations. And that team, they, they earned it because they, they had put us on good numbers over the course of the tournament. So um, overall, it was a, a great weekend, well-run tournament. Um, for me, it was, uh, like I said, it was, a, it was a major learning experience for, you know, our Legends team, who we hope to come back and do more of these tournaments. Um, but for the most part, you know, what did you think of the pace? Did you feel like did you feel like you were in shape? I mean, what did you sort of think of of that level? Yeah, I, I felt pretty comfortable, you know. So if you were to, you know, to help people that you know maybe even listen and and played in our Ironman tournament, it's obviously a lot different to a certain degree because you're managing. You feel like you can go out, you can go a little bit more all out on a specific shift and not manage as much of your paces because you're going to, cause we had three lines, which was super helpful. I mean, like a lot of people said, you can't go there with less than three lines. And I would definitely second that because you really need to kind of get your wind back and then go back out there. But I was really happy that it wasn't like my reserves got depleted as the day got on. I felt even by the third game on the first day, I still had uh, plenty to go. And so I was happy with that, particularly from the pace perspective. And the rink is not as big as, as a lot of people think it is. I think people think that, you know, and I thought myself, I, I, I admit, I thought 160 feet sounded really big. Uh, but once you have 10 adults on, on it, it becomes very small, a lot less space to manage. You don't really have to go as far. So it's really not an issue that I think is a concern that a lot of people have. So um, that was that was kind of some of my takeaways, I think, was the, the speed and skill was close to, I guess, what I would expect. And then I think it really makes us think about, you know, if we could get enough really good quality guys, I think we could really compete there, which was, you know, which was a really exciting to think of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had we had a makeshift group of guys uh, for for our team. We had you know some of our core um, Gloucester guys from Gloucester Mass that you know will be actually we're gonna have one join us in a little while, um, but and give share his perspective. But we were a makeshift. We had some guys from Athol Mass who I thought were were pretty good. I I was happy with their production. Then we had some other guys. Um, that we had from Uxbridge. Our goalie played phenomenal. Tyler, uh, he played he played excellent. He kept us in some of these games. But but again, I mean, to your point, Danny. Overall, there's been uh, I mean, for, from playing, it would be interesting to see. And this is something that when we have Corey Wilson on, is talk to him. You know, ask him about the size comparison a little bit. Like when you go and play, say, you know, the North Americans down in Philly, which is I think 185 feet. In it's an indoor facility too, versus. Pittsburgh, which is on the smaller side, and see what his take. And uh, for me, I thought Pittsburgh, the way it was set up with the three rinks, I, I, I liked playing outside. I thought that it added another dimension. It kind of gets back to the roots of playing street hockey outside. I, I just was, was so impressed with everything that, that happened. But to your point, you know, I think our guys had a learning curve, too, about, you know, even floating blue, you know, gaining the zone, working it back to the point. 
covering points was a major topic over the course of our, <laughs> over our weekend. Um, but like I said, we learned a lot. And there was a few times where, you know, we felt we were playing a team called Old Glory who, you know, they were a really, really good team. In my opinion, they were, uh, they spread the floor very, very well that it was hard to defend them at times. So, um, and that's where we want to get to, get to these points where we understand the game a little bit more at that, that level that we're spreading guys out to and being able to move the ball. Um, for me personally, I, I enjoy the game of getting, gaining the zone and then setting it up. I mean, I like that as opposed to more of a run and gun type of style. But, um, but again, for me, it was, a, it was a great learning experience. I, I was happy with our team, the way we competed. I, 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 like I said, I can't say this enough. I'm repeating myself, but I, I feel like I learned quite a bit. And I think the goal moving forward for, for us is to get more guys that, like you mentioned, that played in our Ironman to get them in, involved in these, these tournament series a little bit. And I do think when we have our own rink, we'll get more interest in people trying to compete at that level. But to, to everybody that competed in that tournament, you know, I, I was really impressed with, you know, the quality of play. Um, you know, I really got a chance to talk to some of the people like Anthony LaPerriere from Milik. You know, uh, it was good to talk to him. I got to see Corey for a little while. I didn't want to really um, – you know, disturb him too much. He was, you know, it's, it's a tournament center. He wants to win and I don't want to distract him a little bit. So, um, but again, on our, on our Facebook page, on the Young Legends Street Hockey Facebook page, we do have one of the playoff games. It's the, uh, I, I, in, a, in our intro, introduction, Dan, I called them the Warriors. That was the Indians. So the Garden State Indians yeah. from Mass, the Grizzlies. So people are welcome to check out that. That was a pretty good game uh, to watch. I enjoyed that. Our friend Anthony San Rocco was in that game. So, um, a lot going on this weekend, but, uh, so I don't know any other thoughts that you have before we bring Anthony on. Yeah. I think that one thing, like you said, from an experience standpoint, you know, I think a lot of our guys, even in particular, were kind of, um, faulty of it where this, you have this mindset where you have really high expectations of how you're going to go in there, how you think you're going to play, but really you have to, you can't have too high expectations when you don't have the experience. Like, and even just this one tournament, I think is you gain a lot more experience. than I think even the guys realize, like for me, I think the best part of the tournament was the, was playing so many different teams that had different styles because you, re, you learn so much over the course of a few games where in a lot of ways it was humbling. Cause you're like, I don't understand one minute I'm playing really well against a team. The next minute, this guy's much stronger in the corner. These guys break, you know, come down on you a lot differently or they're able to stick handle past you or, or they move the ball a lot better. So you're wasting your time Absolutely. moving around. So like, I really enjoyed that since it was like a really fast learning curve, um, which I think will help us in the future. So I think that would be a good question. Like you said, for someone like Corey Wilson or someone who, play, you know, people that play in these a lot, how much they feel like they have to adjust their game. Because I feel like when I played ice hockey, it was, I knew exactly what I was doing all the time. And I didn't really think too much about the opponent. Whereas here it was like, as a team, as with us, the older guys, we probably have to be more responsible of it. It just seemed like these teams could come at you with completely different skills. They might be way faster, younger, maybe not as talented, but they could move the ball by you and still put the ball on, on net and, it didn't matter that they didn't do one thing or the other. So um, I think that was a, a big part of it. And I think just, you know, obviously credit, uh, you know, and shout out to the directors, you know, Scott Duggan and, and Zach, because the rules I thought were very clear on the website. Everything was executed very well. You know, we had, you know, running time in the first period. You know, it was very easy. I felt like to, to convey the rules to the team. Um, sure. And the whole 50-50 contact. So the idea that it was clear that you could play the ball um, when you had a 50-50 chance at the ball, um, you know, one minute for penalties, things like that. You know, they, they, they did a really good job. As long as you read everything online, you know, we were very well prepared. Also kind of from a referee standpoint, that's a good learning experience for us. They have really, you know, they have really good referees that know all the rules um, and do a good job managing all the teams and everything so you know there's a lot of really good positives 
Yeah, I to 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 your point, Danny, too about you know I Ryan Wilson is going to be coming on on the Street Hockey Life podcast soon, talk a little bit about you know the referee side of the game, but you know he's a major figure here when it comes to referees and he does a phenomenal job and you know that's one thing I want to ask him I mean what do you what do you do when you get these guys that are just ready to go at it in the corner I mean I was before the before our old glory game I was standing in the corner getting ready to go out and uh you know there's a there's a scrum and a battle going on in the corner next thing you know everybody's getting in the mix you know this <laughs> you know how do you you know I give him so much credit for for being able to to hold his own out there too so and again it's it's you know that and that's the passion of the game of hockey you know you you, you expect you know those things to happen you know people get they want to win you know you get emotional it's unfortunately it's part of it's part of the game um and so but but like i said you're right those refs i i give him a lot of credit and uh you know especially Corey. he's i see him refing all the time in lemonster or wherever you know he he travels a lot for this refereeing does a great job for usa ball hockey so yeah that's well yeah and it seemed like they did a good job they do a really good job where they have the more experienced refs on the a games and i think even in the like playoffs they have a third ref that kind of does isn't even on the court and things like that so i think there's a lot of takeaways as far as how to you know manage a tournament and you know all the all the things the logistics that go into these things that people don't reckon you know you don't realize them when they're smooth you only recognize them when they are poor so i think you know the positive (laughs) is that no one notices these little things because they went well you know like Um, and it's cool that the actual director can play on a team and while everyone else just figures out, you know, what court they're playing on, um, and who they're playing and, and they just go from there. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, well run tournament. So, you know, great job, Zach. Great job, Scott. Uh, hopefully we'll be, we'll be back again next year, Dan, with maybe a little <laughs> bit more of a different team, uh, more of our, our local guys that we know, cause that, that definitely helps. You know, for me personally, it was just getting guys in there and, you know, trying to blend the camaraderie of some of these guys together was was challenging. When you've never practiced, you don't like literally I had to describe the sweatshirt I was wearing prior to our <laughs> game. So um, but, uh, you know, we still did it. We managed. We had a good time. So anyway, we're going to bring in uh, Anthony Simatawa right now. And Anthony is a one of our core guys from uh, not only Young Legend Street Hockey, he's one of our directors. He's also one of the core guys um, on the Legends team. For Anthony, Anthony's been playing with us since we had our first Ironman tournament back in 2000. Was that 18 that we did that? Has it been that long? Uh, definitely. I mean, it's been, when we were looking at, we were watching those, those YouTube videos, I think, you know, that we had, you know, it was like 2019 and that was probably the second year. That's the second. Yeah. You know, so, so I would say, yeah, 2018, 19, then we skipped the year. Um, so. So we were, uh, so Anthony, I've known Anthony since he was like nine or 10 years old. He actually grew up playing in young legend street hockey. And then he and I, uh, and Dan, we've stayed close. Now we're all, um, pretty pretty good buddies and uh it was his first go in <laughs> in Pittsburgh and uh he's going to share some of his thoughts on on um basically what he experienced uh this was the Anthony's first tournament and like I said I thought he did fairly well he's probably going to criticize himself a little bit more um I know it's a like I said I know it's a steep learning curve um but I can see that Anthony's trying to connect here, so so we'll give him a brief minute. But uh, I don't know, Dan. I don't yeah, want to add on Anthony, but yeah, I think the big thing is the idea that we really are looking forward to his perspective because for us, it was we have a unique perspective because it was our first tournament, or you know, my first tournament too. I mean, for you, technically, you've played down in the North Americans and. And in some other tournaments, uh, so you were able to kind of coach us to a certain degree. But I've also been able to be more even exposed to the NBHL and all these other tournaments and the idea of the level of talent that was coming to Fitchburg and at least have a better, you know, idea of what to expect to, you know, like I was saying, set our expectations at a at a comparable level. So I think. 
you know, someone like Anthony or someone on our team, it's, you know, leaving Gloucester and, you know, and, and just even seeing this world that is such a niche sport, but it's also growing uh, rapidly. Um, yeah. A lot of people don't realize, have, don't have a clue that, you know, how big of a deal there are just how many people, I mean, oh yeah, I played street hockey this weekend. Well, that's cool. But it's like, well, technically, I mean, we played 28 teams across three divisions. Uh, you know, that's no joke, especially when the teams that came play weekly, typically they, they, that was like their fourth, fifth tournament of the year. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. So. Yeah, there, there was a uh, last, last week I was outside, you know, obviously, practicing a little bit i don't know if you call that practice when you're playing out in your driveway um, <laughs> against your wife who's trying to check you <laughs> um but there was uh one of the one of our neighbors uh his son actually plays in our skill development program this this fall uh he came up to me and uh we were talking and we were talking about playing in fitchburg and he goes how many guys you have how many guys you have going to term i said well we got about 17 guys and two goalies and he's like, well, you have 17 guys for a, for a street hockey tournament? I'm like, well, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not a, it's not a tournament in which, you know, everybody is just, you know, you're out in your backyard playing in a driveway. It's, you know, there's rules, there's boards, it's real, it's real hockey. So um, he was sort of uh, kind of blown away by, by the fact that we had so many guys going. I mean, just, just the other thing too, Dan, I mean, this is, is what was really impressive is, uh, even some of the uniforms, I, I, I mean, those were really nice uniforms. I mean, like I said, I've seen some of these teams from afar, meaning watching them on live stream and things like that, but uh, not live stream. Um, I forget what it is that they use, but um, maybe it is live stream. I'm just going to leave it at that. But seeing seeing these team in person and and – you know, seeing the gods warm up before their game, literally doing some calisthenics or like what we do at skill develop skill development, we get the kids warming up, you know, high knees, jogging, uh, lateral movements, karaoke, shuffles, all those things. And then seeing them do it, it reminds me of like when you and I played hockey, that's what we would do prior to games. So um, I'm not, sh I'm not sure. I'm not sure people realize how, I important that that stuff is and, and how competitive it, it can be. So, um, like, well, and that's where, like, I think we've tried where we're trying to come in with this whole podcast and things like that is, is it's this idea of, you know, living street hockey. And if you want to play at a higher level, how do you get there? So I think, you know, that's a big part of where we try to, you start by exposing people to the, to the world. And then little by little, we try to build, how would you then get there? And the idea is, is hopefully is you partially get there through our program because yeah. that's how, you know, the best players on the Americans, you know, went through the Lemonster program or things like that. So that's the idea of Young Legends is to play on a bigger surface, get moving, and then be more prepared when they go there. So absolutely. Um, that's where it can be, you know, exciting to then be recruited for a team uh, because you went to this tournament. That's something that we didn't really touch on was this idea of people prospecting even different divisions for the the, the A divisions, uh, which is cool. Yeah, that, I mean, that was a that was a thing that I think Deck Hockey Focus had talked about about how you know the NBHL, you know, guys are picking up players from from that for their for their tournament teams and. Uh, the other thing, too, that we didn't even touch on is, you know, this was a tournament, you know, where USA Ball Hockey had a chance to scout some players for the national team, you know. And obviously in that A division, that's a very competitive. I mean, teams from New Jersey, um, Pittsburgh, obviously. I mean, that was that was that was a big deal for, for a lot of those guys. So uh, to mark that up, I, I would you know love to see how, um, you know, have a further conversation about the outside versus indoor. I don't, I'm very curious to hear about that, but uh, I see Anthony has, has been able to connect. So Anthony, how's it going, buddy? Hey, how's it going guys? 
First time, long time. <laughs> That's well, a you guys got me at a uh, you guys got me at a tough time. Yeah, the power's out here, so I had some trouble connected, but the phone did the job. Nice job. I I heard I heard there were some outages in over there. So yeah, I, I would go camera on, but just pitch black right now in the room, so <laughs> you're not gonna be able to see much. That's okay. Yeah, so. So, Anthony, we've been chatting a little bit about our experience, but uh, how are you doing, you know, two days after this uh, tournament has ended? How are you feeling? Uh, I feel great physically. Um, That's good. Trained a lot going up to the, up to the tournament um, and then kind of, kind of relaxed the next day for sure. I was definitely a little exhausted to kind of skip the morning workout the Monday morning after, <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, definitely not, not too bad. How are you guys feeling? Uh, I'm, I don't know, Dan, you want to answer that first, I guess? Um, yeah, I was happy that I felt like I felt good enough where, you know, if we had went further on Sunday, I was ready to go. Um, and then even yesterday, today, definitely pretty sore, but like, you know, in some areas that I didn't expect, like a lot of the like upper body from being the physicality, I think, you know, a little bit more even upper body, but um, I felt like, you know, all I would have to do is stretch and get out there in a play. It wasn't like I can barely walk across the room or something like in years past after our Ironman. So I try <laughs> to not get to the point ever again in my life. that I'm that bad out of shape. So, you know, I, like you said, same thing, trying to, tried to be in pretty good shape to going into it. So I was, I was, one of the things I was happy with is going, you know, uh, leaving there feeling still decent. So, yeah, yeah, today I felt, you know, I I was definitely sore in my hamstrings um, from from that from that running, uh, definitely because I as we'll talk about this later, but uh, you know, training for this half marathon, I've been doing a lot of longer distance and then these interval training. So um, I'd probably be worse if I hadn't done that, but I, I do feel, um, I still feel a little sore, which is good. That's what I need. But for the most part, I ended up getting in a lift yesterday and uh, I haven't jogged yet. <laughs> Mostly because uh, I've been, you know, it's been pouring buckets here in, in New England, but um, that's okay. So, but uh, anyway, coming into the tournament, you know, what was your, what was your expectations, if you had any, and then what do you leave with? Um, <clears throat> I think the expectations kind of break down into the three tiers. I mean, I know just from the perspective of, I guess, what I was kind of envisioning the tournament was going to be like, um, kind of met up to exactly what I was thinking. I know I did a lot of research looking into it, just watching a bunch of teams play on YouTube and such um and i think that expectation definitely was fulfilled and pretty much to par um i think team wise i think we're pretty strong overall to be honest i mean i know we we didn't pull out a win this weekend but i think overall it was important to kind of see the the team build and from there just kind of get a perspective of what it's all about um i know there was some times when we definitely just saw kind of a i guess what would be considered like almost a culture shock it was just kind of different from playing ice hockey to actually playing in, I guess, a, what you would call like an amateur professional league type skill level. And it's definitely different to, to see for sure. I mean, I never really realized until, I guess, this weekend that there really is a, a big difference. I mean, I know when we play our tournament, it's anyone that's pretty much picked up a hockey stick and jump right in and you're almost guaranteed to be one of the top players on your team if you've had any kind of sense of hockey in, in your life. Um, and then here it was like almost reversed. It was like almost as if it was a, like a handicap or so. Delaying hockey, it felt like. Um, so that expectation was definitely a little bit different and definitely kind of uh, not exactly what I was expecting. Um, but, I mean, yeah, overall I think – we kind of was just kind of exactly what I was expecting. I mean, I think I was definitely expecting us to get a win for sure, maybe a couple more goals. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, I think that was kind of the expectations were, were kind of fulfilled, and I think it's a good spot to start building off of. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I, Danny, and I talked a little bit about that. The, you know, there is a little bit of a, a definitely a culture shock. I mean, for us coming into a tournament like that where we don't have a rank, we're not playing in a house league. Um, it can be even even more of a daunting task. But, you know, overall, the way the tournament was run, some of the teams, the uniforms, the setup. I mean, what was your take home from all that? Um, I think the biggest take home was just that there is that high of a level. I know when we were in between games watching, I believe it was the Gods and the Saints, uh, which were the highest level and I think the highest ranked two teams in the, in the nation or something like that. Um, when we were watching them, I guess I just never realized how competitive like floor hockey or street hockey, ball hockey, whatever you want to call it, um, like can really get. I mean, we're watching some of these guys, and it's funny because everybody that I told I was going to play this weekend asked me how it went. That was the first game I brought up. And I was telling people, I was like, it's almost like you're watching them. Like, you, you feel like you're watching them on roller skates because they're just moving so fluidly and the ball's moving so fluidly, but it's they're on their own feet, two feet. And it's, it's crazy to see kind of the vision that they are able to have, like, down ice and be able to move the ball as a team in, like, one unit and know exactly where everybody's going to be. It's, it's kind of incredible to see and to know that there's that level out there. I mean – for someone, I guess, at 25, kind of trying to build a, a career, it's tough to really give that much commitment. Um, but for someone that might be younger, say 16, 18, maybe even maybe even really young, I guess, around 12 years old or so, that can look up to a, a league like that, it's definitely something that I wish I saw earlier. Um, and I think that there's definitely opportunity. I mean, I know I'm not too old yet, but uh, <laughs> definitely – something that you have to dedicate your time to, to get to that level. And it, it was cool to see that there is something for uh, people that really did commit their time to it. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, you bring up a really cool thing where it's this idea, you know, you have a very unique perspective. It's like, how big of a deal do you think it would be that, you know, when we have a rink, we can then have, you know, possibly, you know, split our league up so that we have a little bit older kids, you know, playing on the bigger surface or however we end up doing it. But imagine you've got 11 to 15 year olds playing on the actual same size rink that we played on, you know, you know, every weekend. And then we also host a tournament where maybe it's just the A division because we only have one rink and they get to see the gods and the saints and the Americans play, you know, I think, you know, what a difference that would make as far as just the, the excitement and the, and the competition within our own division to kind of, you know, sow the seeds to think, oh, wow, maybe, maybe I don't, I don't even play ice hockey, but this looks like a really cool path to take, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I guess it, it almost kind of reminds me a little bit. I know we had, growing up like the the football league in, in town in Gloucester and I mean that was kind of what it was was you're always looking up to that that team above you um as it gets more and more competitive as you get older and I think that's something that it'll be able to give the community around here something definitely to to look forward to if we have teams like that coming in and playing and you have a younger generation watching that it uh definitely gets perspective and the opportunity to people that maybe, like you said, have, haven't been able to pick up a hockey stick um, or never even thought about playing hockey in general or anything like that and just always have kind of been a big Bruins fan. Um, so for sure, yeah, definitely. It definitely will help the community and the overall uh, deck hockey vision around here. Yeah, I was going to add, Anthony, I mean, you grew up obviously playing in Young Legends, you know, when you were very young. Um you know, and, you know, you and I had texted back and forth a little bit about how, you know, it's, we've come a long way over the last, you know, 18 <laughs> years. It's been a long time or 17 years for you. But um, when it comes to, you know, what you bring up is that one story that I talked about a little bit. And some of you guys don't know this, but Anthony spends a lot of time with us when it comes to designing our, our league programs and the rink design. Um, a little bit of credit goes, a lot of credit goes to Anthony in a sense that, 
Anthony was one of the original guys to put the writing why the city of Gloucester needed a street hockey rink. Um, so, and I took Anthony's work and basically started to craft it to <laughs> not necessarily edit it, Anthony, that's a show, but sort of take points from it so that we could start, you know, presenting that to our city. Um, but one of the things that, that like you had mentioned is this idea and these concepts that we all, we all grew up playing, you know, the local youth hockey program you know, Cape Ann, and then some of us went and played select hockey and did all that, you know, the goal was to make the NHL. I think for our vision, which we, we talked about, is when we went to Lemonster for the U.S. Nationals uh, back in May with the Wild Selects, you know, we took some time to look at their chipmunks. There was chipmunks there that were competing and uh, chipmunks are four to six year olds for those who don't know. Uh, and these kids were, were, were pretty good. I mean, we were like, wow, these, I mean, so in a lot of ways, there are kids that are starting out at a very young age and they're working their way through the system, meaning their local, if they have a local program like Lemonster or Fitchburg, uh, down, down in Swansea, there's the South Coast Ball Hockey League, which the, those, those towns are doing the same thing. And then you work your way up and before you know it, maybe you're, you're trying to find a spot on the, on the national team or, you know, uh, USA ball hockey just did that future stars event, which was the U 15 and the U 13s. I mean, those kids were so solid. Uh, fundamentally they could stick handle, they could move. I mean, they're, they're light, light years ahead of where <laughs> we are. I mean, like I said, I mean, Danny and I, you, we primarily grew up playing ice hockey. This, this never existed. Um, and most people know the story of how, when I was playing for, you know, in high school, I drove by Lemonster and was blown away by it. I didn't even know that it existed. So I think the rink is, like you said, is going to change that dynamic of kids realizing that I might not be able to play ice hockey. I might not be able to afford it, get skates and all that stuff. But all I need is a stick and a few pieces of equipment and uh, I can go out and run around and play and learn, learn the game in a, in a different way. It's still a variation. But speaking of equipment, after my long rant, um, what did you think the equipment? I feel like you hated your gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this quick story. We're, all, we're getting ready to go out against Old Glory, third game. We, we're, we're really kind of warmed up at this point. Anthony goes, do I have to wear gloves? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just a, a comfort thing. I've just never, even growing up, I, I was never one to wear, like, hockey gloves while playing in uh, Young Legends. And I, yeah. I always just went bare hands, even though some people wear the hockey gloves. And I don't know. If it was up to me, I probably would have just wore the helmet and nothing else. <laughs> but but the rules are the rules, and I guess they're not meant to be broken down there. So <laughs> you got to wear them or you can't play. Um, but for sure, definitely going to pick up a, a pair of those nice gloves that they had. I think the ones I was wearing, I, I don't know where my dad got them. Uh, he claims <laughs> he used to play a bunch of street hockey. Um, but, he, uh, yeah, yeah, the bright red fit the uniform, I guess, and maybe stand out a little bit. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, definitely the, the gloves. And I mean, it was definitely a little strange. I mean, that was my first time, to be honest, ever taking off a cage. I never – wore a helmet without one uh that was the first time I was, I was wearing a half shield um which definitely I don't know if I'd do that again just after seeing some of the uh the hacks people were taking I might go back to full shield <laughs> but uh but yeah no I, I think the equipment thing definitely works it's kind of funny because I I never have, I guess played street hockey that I don't want to say aggressively but that uh kind of physically I, I guess I mean I was expecting definitely to be bumped a little bit around the puck and definitely was and I, I'm fine with that completely fine with whoever wants to take a run at whoever but as long as it's obviously in, in the line and in the rules but yeah I mean I never I never really realized how how much body play there was uh, especially on like 50-50 balls I know there was a few times you're going full tilt with somebody else into the corner. And it, it, I was watching some guys kind of take some, some nasty runs at some people, but no call at all. And I guess that's just kind of the way that's played, but you got to kind of 
like that. But at the same time, I mean, I'm someone that's always a big advocate for kind of, I don't know what they would call the guardians or the enforcers of the, like the mm-hmm. NHL. And I think it's important that when you have guys on your team that are skilled, like a, like Joey or anybody else that we play with, that's putting a, the puck in the back of the net a lot of the time, there's going to have to be guys out there for sure that are, are willing to go into the corner and kind of get dirty and be able to kind of man people off the puck, especially for your defenseman. Um, I know a couple of the older, stronger guys in the tournament we play, it's not always fun being out front and getting a stick to the back and being pushed around like, like you're uh, like the Christmas tree at the end of the, uh, the season, just thrown right outside, you know, but uh, <laughs> good analogy. But that's how I feel, and it's uh, yeah, it was definitely cool to kind of see that. Even though it's not as as everybody down there will tell you, it's not ice hockey. Um, there's definitely a lot of ice hockey uh, similarities for sure that that play into it. And I, I sometimes I felt like even with like the offsides thing and, and a couple of the other rules they had down there, it's like you. Gotta, Everybody down there kept saying, "Nope, it's not ice hockey. It's not ice hockey." But at the same time, it's uh, that's that's kind of where the rules uh, derive from, essentially. And it's kind of funny because I, I don't even think they notice sometimes the the little habits and niches and the rules around things are all based, obviously, off of ice hockey. Yeah, and, and to, to your point there, you were even asking some people down there, "Did you ever play ice hockey?" And they would say, "No, I never have." You know, so. Uh, that was that was impressive to be able to you know some of these guys have never played before and are out there uh with some really good stick handling ability they could shoot it um you know i it always it, it always proves that point that what we've been talking about to build our own rank is that anybody can anybody can play this game um of course it varies as far as skill level is but uh like I said, I, I thought you did a great job. I, I know it was a, a learning curve for a lot of us. And, uh, I mean, steep learning curve for me, too. Um, but leaving there, my last question for you would be is how – this is sort of a two-part question. How do we get more guys from Gloucester to get into this game so we have more camaraderie out there? And the second part is, do you think – some of the guys that won our Ironman from the, from that Bulldogs team, you know, the Parsons, Adam Brown, would they help us dramatically? Um, to answer the, the first part of your question, I, I think it's a big word of mouth. Um, and I think it's a, a matter of honestly finding people that, that want to do it. Um, I know it's always tough for us to kind of, what we joke around about is get people over the bridge. Uh, uh, I know that's, that's tough for anything. Um, But I think the biggest part is, is telling, obviously word of mouth is going to be a a big piece of it, but at the same time, I guess kind of outlining and showing some people that we've talked about before that we think would be great additions and people that would be strong playmakers and, goal scores for us um i can't really put a finger on it and say a reason why i mean i think a lot of it is who's willing to do it i mean you can't really sell ice to an eskimo that doesn't want it you know um so it's one of those things and i think definitely like you mentioned some of those names like the parsons and uh, i mean i've always said adam is definitely one of the strongest guys in that whole tournament that we put on in the summer. Um, It's never fun being out front against him. Um, He's just got big stick that he can poke away the ball from anyone. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think Adam would definitely be a great addition and anybody else really from that. uh, What I think is, what did you say? It was the Bulldogs team or the Parsons team or the mugs I know they go by in the, the industrial league. Yeah. But, yeah, those guys, I mean, they're all super experienced and, and definitely have played plenty of hockey, especially together. Um, so, I mean, any chemistry that they can bring is great. And then a couple of the other guys, I know the defending champs the two years before that, um, RHC, guys like Jack and Castro. Um, I even was saying in the weekend, I, <laughs> I always hate playing against them, but I have to give it to them once in a while. 
is uh, I know Eastman, he loves that type of atmosphere, just playing street hockey and getting rough in the corners with people. And as much as we hate playing against him, he's definitely a, a good player at the end of the day. And people like that is who you need on a team. I know, I think he said, he was telling me recently, he might be moving away. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's guys like that that are, that want to play um, and definitely are committed to, to getting out there and moving the ball around and not just looking to get out there and do all the work themselves. I think that's the biggest thing. And that's something that's uh, uh, as the young legends team and the tournament we run, it's we're always might not be the most fit and the most talented guys, but it's a matter of just moving the ball to where it's going to be and the, uh, the continuity that we've built with each other over the years that seems to work. It's magic every year. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, in our own tournament, I mean, when we first originally designed the Legends Street Hockey Club, we had invited a lot of those RHC guys because they had that speed. They brought a they brought an element of speed to the game that, you know, our team tends to be more of, you know, set up plays. We try to get the ball low, work cycling, get the ball to the front of net, whereas, you know, RHC is more of this run and gun type of team, throw it down. Someone goes in the corner, gets it, feeds it out front. They just, they're able to move so well. And, uh, you know, having that combination, I, like I said, what do I know about ball hockey at this point is not a lot, but that could be a formula for, for success in, in mixing those two, two teams. But like I said, as you mentioned, Adam Brown is a, is a strong guy. He's a great guy. And, uh, you know, those, those guys I know have interest when the rink is built to start competing more regularly. Um, so, that's what we need. We need more guys playing. We need more people getting interested in this game. And, uh, um, you know, we're, we're getting closer, right? So I'll, I'll leave you with this. Um, did you see the pictures that went out today to you and the rest of the team? Yeah, yeah. Uh, side note as well, just to backtrack just a tad bit, I, yeah. I know that that those guys can definitely uh, bring the party too. And I think that's something that uh, we need to bring on the road with us when we go out, but back to the pitchers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. I think, uh, I think it was, it's cool to kind of see things getting started. I, I, for a while, especially during COVID times at the very beginning, I was like, Oh geez, like this is going to derail everything. And who knows where this is going to end up. This could take three, four extra years now. And, uh, wasn't really sure how things were going to go, but things did stay on track. And if anything, it kind of catalysted a little bit. I felt like just because we were able to get in people's faces uh, a little bit more. And even though times were tough, people were still willing to, uh, to keep things moving for us. Yeah. Um, and I think it's exciting definitely to see um, things getting started. And it's important for us to, to keep grinding and hopefully businesses hear this and, and know that we still need uh, a little bit of help moving forward and, um, we'll definitely get there um, as time keeps going. Yeah, for sure. It's been a it's been a process. I'm still a little shocked. Um, the pictures I'm referring <laughs> to are going to be posted on our Facebook page on Young Legends Street Hockey. So uh, they'll be posted in the coming days, probably at, you know before the, this podcast goes out. So they're I'm going to say they're already posted. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's it's quite a journey. I mean, this year has been really special for a lot of us, you know, with, with the development of the rank, some of the donations we received. And uh, I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful that you were able to get out in Fitchburg. Um, for those of you watching this, Anthony does, you know, he's a great guy. He's very passionate about the game. He does like to potty from time to time. <laughs> uh, and that's quite all right. He, he earns it. So, um, we made last... it to the 7 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I was proud of you. <laughs> he did. Make... But when we, when we had that podcast, it wasn't a guarantee. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. And you guys can thank Joey for keeping us in Fitchburg because me and him were heading back to Boston for a little bit. We woke up that morning and we're like, thank God we stayed in Fitchburg. <laughs> I got to next time, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Chris Noyes is one of those guys we can pick up too sometime now that, now that we know um, he's not a bad player, that guy. So anyway, that's, yeah, for part, sure. For sure. Um, you guys had seen him in Fitchburg, but, but anyway, Anthony, thank you for, for doing this. Uh, I'm sure you'll be back at some point and uh, I hope you get your power back soon, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. There's a uh, new episode of, the masked singer. So I got to get on that. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> all right, you guys. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, Anthony Shimataro. He's a he's a character. You guys, once you get to know him, he's he's a he's a great guy. Um, he's been with us a long time. One of the central parts of our our of our core group of not only our board of directors but also um, you know part of our legends crew. And uh, by the way, you know I I did want to say this, Danny, is that you know going there as legends, you know I didn't want to have anybody misconstrue this idea that legends were like this these guys with these big egos that were legends. It's, I literally just took legends because we had a oxymoron of young legend street hockey. So this was just our version of, of our adult version. Um, so that's where legends came from. But, uh, you know, Anthony's a character every time, but so uh, grateful to him. All right. So I think we're, did you have any other thoughts you wanted to bring out before we wrap up today? And, I don't think so. I think um, I think we covered pretty much everything that we could and should, you know, without going in down too much into the weeds, you know. So yeah, it's good um, to have a have a different perspective. I mean, from 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 my perspective, I mean, this is my second, you know, real tournament, and uh, it was again a more more learning experience than anything else. So um, the one thing we did want to talk about, we we released this yesterday, and. Uh, as I mentioned, we mentioned that Danny, we're getting ready to run this half marathon. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and tell people what we're doing to raise money for our rink? Yeah, I mean, essentially, we're just trying to, it's, this started out of really, this is my second mar half marathon. I was originally going to run it with my wife, um, but she has bad back problems um, that kind of been flaring up and stuff. So then we were like, well, I had always wanted to run it as at least some kind of fundraiser for the rink, whether or not, you know, she was able to run it. So then um, Kyle volunteered himself uh, to, um, you know, come into the gauntlet um, of, you know, running a, a half marathon. So I think that, you know, we're, we're hoping that um, it's something that we can raise money for. We're trying to get creative with it. Um, one thing I even thought of today was the idea that if, if we could maybe make a pledge, at least myself, is that if if we reach the $10,000, I'll run the whole half marathon in full hockey equipment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, so like things like that um, might at least because it's, it's not easy. We've asked people, obviously, for money multiple times and then we try to come up with new things, but it's still you know, they're trying to figure, you know, they need to be incentivized and things like that as well to feel, you know, to, you know, to help out. So, you know, that's something that could be fun, you know, where, where we make, you know, and we're also inviting people to either, you know, not necessarily, you know, they can run it with us or they could just run it in general because it is a really good half marathon that my wife has run before in Gloucester, Massachusetts. So, there's a few out of Gloucester. The one that I did was out of Salem. You know, there's such beautiful views. It's it's a really uh, a really good location in general. So um, I'm excited for it, um, and we hope that we can continue to, you know, fundraise for the rink as a good way to, you know, help continue to raise money. So that's the plan. That's the plan is right. I mean, I, I jokingly haven't ran since Friday. I mean, I, we definitely <laughs> ran over the weekend. We ran quite a bit and, uh, you know, I plan on running again tomorrow. I should be running in the rain, but, uh, I've kind of been a baby about it. And, uh, also I actually haven't been feeling as well. I feel like I got a little bit of a, uh, respiratory thing going on, right? I mean, I mean, nasal thing, but, um, plus I've been after the weekend busy with work too of course so but yeah i'm excited to run uh to do the 13 miles i you know i mean you know this i'm sure other people don't know but i've never considered myself a runner um but i like i said uh, i i'm training for it uh, mentally and physically and i i do believe in being challenged is where you find your growth so that's where i'm looking forward to it and to raise money would be uh just another passion for the for the rink so um you know, I, I mentioned these pictures, a few pictures have come out already of, of the DPW sort of breaking ground down there. Um, we've got a nice ceremony planned on, on Saturday where we're going to have, you know, a nice shovel ceremony. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can 
you know, continue to raise money for, for the rest of this project. This is, this has been a major undertaking. And with COVID to Anthony's point, he said, you know, we was worried we're going to get derailed. And truthfully, uh, in a lot of ways, COVID really impacted us as far as the financial picture, because it just raised prices so much on the boards, the tile. Um, so, and again, it's building a street hockey ring is a privilege more than anything else. So, but, uh, but yeah, it should be it should be a good run. I I you know me, I love the ocean, so it'll be nice to be running by the ocean. Um, I enjoyed that quite a bit, and uh, I I just got to figure out how we're gonna um, post our you know post the route as we go. I don't know how we'll do that yet, but that's for another day. So yeah, I mean, I think that's the hope is that we want to get engaged people engaged early and often um, through social media. And then, yeah, on the day of the race and things like that, keeping people in tune, involved, and maybe even some of our training sessions like leading up to it and things like that. We've talked even about figuring out a way to have, you know, kids run like um, run their age over the course of November, things yep. like that, you know, and maybe they can either piggyback and share our GoFundMe yeah, they could create their own, but it might be easier to. We could always modify ours, um, and they could share it um, and things like that. So, yeah, um, that's it. That's a great idea. To keep to uh, keep Mac, keep kids active too. Yeah, extra training. So, yeah, that's a good idea. So, um, but I think uh, I think we covered a lot tonight. Um. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the championship a little bit. We talked about our experience. We had a different perspective. Um, any last thoughts that you want to share on on that tournament as we as we wrap up? No, I, I think that, you know, I think I think we overall, like Anthony had said, you know, we would have liked to have more wins, but I think the really positive of it is that we left there feeling like, you know, if we could get the right line combos and the right people and, you know, we could actually compete really well um, moving forward. So it's really hard to get people's schedules and everything in line, but it's really good to look towards the future and say, okay, if we can get Ben up from, from Florida, we can get, you know, just a few more guys and, you know, hold on to our goalie <laughs> and yeah. get in touch with some, you know, you know, some people we can really, I think personally, you know, compete in, um, you know, another one of these. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, um, as always, Dan, thank you. And uh, I just wrap up by saying that, you know, this weekend for me was, was pretty unique and special. Um, uh, you know, I obviously love the game of hockey in many ways and, Playing ball and street hockey has been uh, just a kind of a nice change for me from being in a being in a rink all my life. But uh, this was, I really enjoyed playing outside. That was probably one of my favorite parts. I thought I thought it was fast. I thought the tile was fast. The ball moved great. Um, I like you know. I, I just had a great time. It was great chat with with so many people that that I mentioned. I had a really nice conversation with Tom McMaster and his wife Lisa. Uh, Fitchburg Street Hockey. It was just, it was just a great environment, and it was for me. I've, I've spent so much time watching the live casts of the club championship and the North Americans of the A division. That for me, it was really rewarding. Um, it was just really fun. I don't know if rewarding is the right word, but it was fun to see these, you know, teams like the Gods play and the Saints and the Americans and the Warriors. Uh, just seeing these guys play in person was, uh, in a lot of ways, it's it. You know, it's it's so cool to see how much work and effort they put into this game, and it really it really shows. So, um, just want to say, well, quick... yeah, and I think the one other thing <coughs> is that what I guess people should take away that one of the most exciting aspects of ball hockey is the idea that the age discrepancies between people isn't an issue. You know, I don't think people sure. realize sometimes how much. The, the, the age gap between myself and Kyle. So we've never played on a team together at any level. Um, my sister and I are closer in age, but being different genders, we didn't play together otherwise, uh, other than in a spring league that my dad ran, um, which allowed us to at least play a little bit together. So ball hockey brings together that kind of um, situation where you can play with someone that's, 
you know, vastly older than you. I think that Kyle had mentioned there's a team where there's like a there was a 15 year old on the on the team, and you know they could have had a 45 year old as well or something. You know, so it's it's a kind of a crazy mix, but it works, and and that's what's really cool and unique about it. Yeah, it's 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 true, and I mean it's it's not like uh, you know our sister Candace she is a pretty good athlete herself, and maybe someday you know we'll be playing in a co-ed league with with everybody you know and that would be a, a pretty interesting uh, experience. Um, you, the only time we've ever really played is in the coaches game that we have uh, in Gloucester. But uh, you're absolutely right, Dan. It's, 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 it's an all-inclusive sport. So, um, you know, for those of you that there's some videos of these games, like I said, uh, if you go to our Facebook page at Young Legends Street Hockey, you'll be able to watch the Indians and the, and the Grizzlies play, which was, um, you know, one of the A-Division playoffs. It was, it was pretty good game, pretty solid game. Uh, sorry, the cameraman, which is me, um, you never know sometimes what I'm filming, so I, I apologize in advance. But uh, I'm really excited about the state of the game. I think, you know, for me personally, this has been, a, a like I said, a great weekend. I enjoyed it. It was fun to play with you, Dan, obviously, and, and the guys that, you know, we have. Um, I enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back uh, in, a, in a couple weeks probably. We're going to have – we got some people lined up to come on. We uh, – we got Corey Wilson coming on from the Americans. Uh, we got Ryan Wilson, his brother, to talk referee strategies and tournament directing and things like that. And, and Ryan's a wealth of information anyway. And then um, we got a chance to see Johnny Ruiz this weekend, and uh, he agreed that at some point he'll be able to come on too. So it's working around his schedules hard. He's, he's, you know, he's playing ice right now, so it's, it's kind of hard for, for all of us. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, Dan? Any parting words? All right. No, I think, uh, yeah. I think that's All it right. for me. So thank so, you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And uh, special congratulations again to the Americans, our friends, the, the Bay State Warriors, the Pylons, and, of course, to Scott and Zach for a great run tournament. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a great day, great evening, whenever you're watching it. <laughs>